Banking with Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like Taylor Swift choosing what to wear. It's looking kind of chilly out today. I think I'll go with a cardigan. Yep, even easier than that. And with our top-rated app, you can bank anytime, anywhere, making Capital One an even easier decision. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? New consumer accounts only. Approval required. Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. Time for kids to get reading. International Children's Book Day is celebrated every April 2nd on the birthday of a Danish author known for his fairy tales. I'm Hans Christian Andersen. That's me. The goal is to promote literacy and inspire a love of reading, whether it's Peter Rabbit or Harry Potter. That felt good. Not good. Brilliant. To call attention to children's books, you can have a child choose their favorite story or, in this age of COVID, organize a video reading session. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News. Don't count this city out just yet. New York, New York, a just a year after it collapsed, the New York Times declares the Manhattan sales market is ready for a revival. A new report from brokerage Douglas Elliman shows a 2.1% increase in the number of closed sales in the first quarter over the year before when sales were down almost 21 percent. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. How clean is your nose? Most airborne germs and allergens invade through the nose, your body's air filter, its first line of defense. You wash your hands and brush your teeth, but what about your nose? Did you know there's an easy way to keep your nose clean and help your body protect itself? It's called Navage Nasal Care. Navage uses powered suction to clean your nose by flushing out pollen, mucus, bacteria, and viruses. Millions use Navage for fast, all-natural relief from sinus congestion and allergies and to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it comes with an absolute guarantee of satisfaction. And 50,000 independent online reviews averaging 4.7 stars show just how much people love their Navage. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Now you can clean your nose and help protect your health with Navage. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Make good nasal hygiene your new normal with Navage. Clean nose, healthy life. Have you heard of Project RISE? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project RISE. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project RISE will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Hi, this is Joe Mullins with the Radio Ramblers. We've been thankful to perform throughout the state, the U.S., and beyond, featuring bluegrass music, homegrown here in Ohio. We are certainly ready to get back on stage in front of audiences and at festivals and concerts after we have enough people vaccinated in the state. The COVID-19 vaccine will let us all get back in business doing what we love. Please roll up your sleeve. Ohioans have come a long way and we can't afford to stop our efforts now. Don't procrastinate. Vaccinate. To schedule a vaccine appointment, see gettheshot.coronavirus.ohio.gov or call 1-833-427-5634. That's 833-427-5634. Do it today for a healthy Ohio as soon as possible. 1-833-427-5634. Ohio. I'm heading home to you. 
Hi, this is Joe Mullins with the Radio Ramblers. We perform from the Buckeye State to the Grand Ole Opry, featuring bluegrass music, homegrown in Ohio. We're certainly ready to get back on stage. The COVID-19 vaccine will let us all get back in business. Please roll up your sleeve to schedule a vaccine appointment. See gettheshot.coronavirus.ohio.gov or call 1-833-427-5634. Do it today for a healthy Ohio as soon as possible. Ohio. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's really not, it's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Spring is here. What a better way to celebrate than with a new color and style from the Infinity Salon. As a Goldwell Ambassador Salon, color is our specialty. Whether it's a balayage, platinum blonde, brilliant rich reds, or beautiful brunettes, we perform all the latest techniques to achieve the perfect color and style to fit your individuality. The Infinity Salon, to infinity and beyond your expectations. TheInfinitySalon.com, 740-594-4600. And we're visiting with Coach R. Turf today. And, Coach, as we promised our listeners, we're going to be coming to you from the training table at NF Tech. And what's that noise I hear in the background? Well, that's a train. Ain't anybody got a train at their training table? This is a little bit of an unusual setting, but uh, you told me you had a surprise in store for me today. Well, no, I don't know how much of a surprise this is. You know, uh, way back when, when our crack dietitian, old uh, Tubby Thompson, come to me, he says, Coach, you, know, you got to have your training table. I just figured well, it'd be a natural to have your training table over at the train station. Well, ain't I, that the way everybody does it? I'm not sure that's true, Coach, but uh, there is a bit of a, a problem when the uh, when the train comes by. It sort of rattles the silverware well, and the glasses. the table there. up. you got to be sure you ain't got your glasses of milk all the way full. This is certainly a busy place. I think I hear another uh, train approaching on a different track. Well, that's right. Here comes one, and you, you know, this one sounds like it. This might be the one that's bringing in Coach Robinson and his boys. The opponents for tomorrow night in the conference game, double Dakota Tech. Well, that's right, DDT. We're playing DDT this week, and uh, Coach Robinson, that's Coach Roach Robinson, Coach Roach, they call him. He's bringing in his boys on the train. We thought it'd be a nice gesture to have them come right into our training table and share our training table with us. Well, I believe this train is uh, slowing down and pulling up to a stop here, Coach. This may be the, the train bringing uh, the DDT in. Well, I believe you're right. You know, this is one of them things that makes football a great game it is. You know, you can be enemies on the field. You can lock horns out there on the field while the game's going on. But away from the ball field, away from the game, you can have some nice fellowship with one another. Well, we've got some unusual-looking youngsters getting off the train. Well, that's right. You can see that fella over there with the long arms. That's Stevens. Spider Stevens, he's their quarterback, really loves to fling them passes in their web offense. Well, Coach, well, wait a what's this coming here? I don't know. That train's coming awfully fast. Well, you're right. You know, this is a busy place, but, you know, it, it is coming kind of fast. I hope this boy knows what he's doing. I hope uh, Coach Robinson... Coach Roach, you get your boys off that train over there. Coach, I think we've had a bit of a collision out there on the tracks. I believe this would be a good time for a commercial. While they are clearing up the debris, let's pause for a moment back with Coach Turf after this message. And this program... 
proudly brought to you by you. And we're back at the training table with Coach Art Turf, and hopefully, Coach, all of the train schedules have been completed. We can complete this program without any interruption. Well, who cares about the program? Let's go ahead and eat and finish eating. And it don't this look good? You probably don't see too many spreads like this. Look at all that roast beef, and we got some fried chicken, and cream potatoes, and peas, and carrots, and you can have that, all that broccoli out there, but don't that look good? Certainly an outstanding menu for a college football training table. Not only that, it's lots of good stuff to eat. And, uh, of course, there is one problem with all this good what is, food what is that coach well i uh, just for example let me let me tell you i'll, I'll stand up here <laughs> you go through lots of paints be listening again sports fans for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the fighting oysters of inept tech the coaching legend in his own mind the one and only coach art turf Man, that sunshine is glorious. Look at it booming through our windows there. And temperatures are very moderate, 45 degrees. Well, not yet, but it's headed that way. 28 right now. Tomorrow, 60. Sunday, 67. Monday, 72. Yabba dabba do. Did you know how that rhymes yeah, there, Scott? Yeah, I noticed that. 72, yabba dabba do. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, it's a Friday, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Your creativity has spawned early in the program. Yeah, well, at least it spawned, right? Yes. Normally it doesn't at all. <laughs> um, but anyway, good morning, folks. Welcome. It's a good Friday. Um, let's see. But it's a number of other things, too, in the daily uh, calendar. So it's Good Friday. It's World Autism Awareness Day. It's National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day, National Reconciliation Day, and National Ferret Day. Ferret. Those are interesting animals, you know? Yes, they are. We used to have a staff member here, Sue Worley. And she was our traffic director. But eventually she ended up working for the university in, um, I think it was housekeeping or something like that. Yeah, right? I think that's right. <clears throat> I think she worked for the uh, city rec department for a while too, didn't she? Oh, I don't know that. I, I thought so. <clears throat> but anyway, Sue liked ferrets. And she had a, a pet ferret 
gross or anything. I, I don't mean this to be gross, but that would would um would would, would you say drank out of her mouth? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was really kind of a neat animal. Anyway, National Ferret Day. Um, but good Friday. Scott, you have had a, 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 what am I trying to say, a life close to churches and God and all of that. Yes, my faith and religion, yes. I have too, but not quite to the same degree as you. Good Friday. Good Friday is uh, fulfilled by scriptures and prophesied by Christ himself um, where he what is considered in the Christianity form of faith he prophesied that he would be uh, crucified on a cross and betrayed before that and indeed all of the prophecies came true he did this to fulfill the scriptures so that you and I, everyone listening, may have life <clears throat> in abundance and a chance at eternal life. And also, he uh, is what Christians believe, what we believe. He died for our sins. And that was so, his way of doing that. He didn't have to do it, but he did, as you may have heard J.W. Smith called, uh, uh, said on Morning Devotions, uh, like the song says, he could have called 10,000 angels and stopped it, but he did not to fulfill the scriptures. And we commemorate, we commemorate the crucifixion of Christ. But somehow or other, the, the concept of calling that good is, um, it seems, I don't know, in, like an incorrect word to me. Mm -hmm. kind of the opposite of what happened but it is determined to be Good Friday because of that we all have a chance at eternal life now because it is a in Christ's thought it is a good day for his people for him to suffer and and die for our sins I'm not trying to be weird or anything but eternal life um I don't know anyone that has lived forever. Yeah. But are they saying eternal life could be the memories and the the recollections of someone who has been a wonderful person? Well, e- eter- eternal life in Christianity, at least for me, is once we pass from this earth mm-hmm. in our physical being, we have an inner soul that is headed one way or the other. It's a one-way trip, what I've said before. It's when, either to heaven or to not okay. to heaven. And some folks don't like to talk about if it's not to heaven, but it is a real thing. Hell is a real place. Jesus was in hell at one time when Satan pulled him there. So 
it is uh, written in the scriptures, and I've uh, I've said that in a uh, in a devotion at at uh, one time about uh, what the demons of Satan said one time about fooling people, and one said that let's tell them there's no heaven. And Satan said, "Nah, that's not good because there has to be a place for Christians and people to be rewarded." So the second one said, "Well, let's tell them there's no hell." And Satan said, "No, nah, that's not a good one either because there has to be a place for those who are to be damned, who turned away from Christ." Ooh. And so the third one said, "Let's tell them there's no hurry." to come to Jesus or go to Jesus. And Satan said, that's it. We'll tell them that, which in turn means, you know, you you never know when your last day on this earth may be. No one, no man knows when his last day is. So eternal life is the soul that ascends into heaven, if so, said by through the Father or through the Son Jesus, that they get to the Father. They can only get to the Father in heaven through Jesus, His Son. So that's the meaning oh, in you. a capsulized way of eternal life. I guess I I get it better now. Yeah, and the, and you know during your lifetime, if you've gone through. Uh, having a family that was devoted to a church and Sundays and so on, uh, you get it several times. Um, But then you forget it. And then it needs to be brought back to your attention. Yeah, a lot of people do that. that's the whole point of Easter. Yep, a lot of people do that through their lifetime. You know, they get in their younger years when, you know, the the parents say they, they plant the seed as my parents did for myself and my brothers to uh, hopefully have that seed grow. And then you get a little older and you start thinking, you know, your teenage years and 20s that you know everything and you're the CEO, but... But, I mean, you know, here it is Easter. And so it is that opportunity for them to, for for all of us... Yes, redemption. To... um, once again, remember what this is all about. Yes, and the true meaning. And uh, as I've said on Morning Devotions, this holiday is, for me, Resurrection Day, not Easter Sunday, when Christ arose from the tomb like he said he would, and the promise that was fulfilled on Resurrection Day. Some, a lot of people call it Easter, but uh, Christians know it as Resurrection Day, when he arose, and after he rested for two days, uh, following the crucifixion, and then he arose as he said he would. Well, let's um, let's uh, go into this maybe a little more on a okay soft nature. Um, what is Easter? Basically, eleven facts I have uh, found, and uh, I thought it was worth bringing in. Easter is the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ in the Christian religion. We've all heard this many times. Number two, eggs. That's right, eggs have been seen as ancient symbol of fertility, while springtime is considered to bring 
new life and rebirth. Number three, Americans spend 1.9 billion bucks on Easter candy. That's the second biggest candy holiday, second only to Halloween. Number four, 70% of Easter candy purchased is chocolate. Number five, 76% of Americans think the ears of a chocolate bunny should be the first to be eaten. Number six, egg dyes were once made out of natural items such as onion peels, tree bark, flower petals, and juices. Um, now we have coloring. For dying eggs, right? Yes. Not dying, but coloring eggs. Yeah. D-Y. Right. I-N-G. Seven, there's much debate about the practice of dying chicks. Many hatcheries no longer participate, but others say that there isn't dangerous that it isn't dangerous to chicks' health because the dye only lasts until the chicks shed their fluff and grow their feathers. Now, until this, I don't remember ever knowing anybody who got live-colored chicks. But evidently, that's happened over the years. It's going on. Number eight, the first story of a rabbit, later named the Easter Bunny, Hiding Eggs in a Garden was published in 1680. Um, nine. We, we only have 11, to, uh, 11 total. So number nine is Easter takes place on a Sunday after the 40-day period called Lent. Lent is is referred to as a time of fasting, but, particip but participants focus more on giving up one significant indulgence. Did you do that? Um, I didn't. No. Uh, maybe I, I'll think about it next. The, I, the one thing I did give up, I guess, was politics for 40 days. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Um, let's see here. Going on. Number 10. Holy Week is the celebrated Holy Week is celebrated during the week leading up to Easter. It begins on Palm Sunday and continues on to Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and then finally Easter Sunday. Yes. Palm Sunday is considered Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem where he was demonstrating or protesting against the Roman government and how they were treating the temple of God. And point number 11 here says the White House Easter egg roll 
an event in Washington, has been celebrated by the President of the United States and their families since 1878. Um, Did I understand that that did not occur last year and may not occur this year? That is correct. It has been canceled for this year and was last year. Well, just a couple of points there. If there's anything else here, I should add. No, I think that's it. Well, on this date, we have the history stuff, the historical stuff, right? So in um, 1453, Turkish forces under Sultan Mehmed, Mehmed, the second, and it's M-E-H-M-E-D, one word. The second began the siege of Constant- Constantinople, Whew. Istanbul, which falls on May 29th, but it began on this date in 1453. Ponce de Leon, right? Juan Ponce de Leon. The year now 1513, he's an explorer, and he claims Florida for Spain as the first known European to reach Florida. 1792 we go to now. The Coinage Act is passed, establishing the United States Mint and authorizing the $10 Eagle, $5 Half Eagle, two-and-a-half-dollar quarter eagle, gold coins, and silver dollar, half-dollar quarter dime, and half-dime. Seventeen ninety-two. Eighteen oh one. the Napoleonic Wars. The British, led by Horatio Nelson, destroyed the Danish fleet in a naval Battle of Copenhagen, 1801. All of these on this date. 1917, the U.S. President at the time, Woodrow Wilson, asks Congress to declare war against Germany. Now, let's see here. 1982, several thousand Argentine troops seized the Falkland Islands from Great Britain. I remember that. 6.6 million Americans filed claims for unemployment in the last week. According to the U.S. Department of Labor, 10 million over two weeks. All right, let's see here. We've got some um, birthdays and deaths to know about. Charlemagne, he was a warrior, right? 
Charlemagne was born in the year 742. He died in 1814. Actually, he was born on this date in 742. Now, when we look up his, how they simply describe him, what do they say, Scott? Charlemagne? Mm-hmm. Oh, did I catch you off guard? No, there? no, I thought you were moving on there. So, uh, Charlemagne or Charles the Great from the Latin Carolus Magnus numbered Charles I was the king of the Franks, not to be confused with Oscar Mayer Wieners or (laughs) Weenie Wednesday from 768, the king of Lombards from 1774, the emperor of the Romans from 800 during the or, uh, during the early Middle Ages, he united the majority of Western and Central Europe. Get the names here. Catch the names See, of his children. Is he a good guy children. or a bad guy? I, he looks like a good guy, I think. He was a king, so i guessing he was okay. Somehow um, or other, when they're always holding a saber. Yeah. You, you kind of wonder. Yeah. You were going to say. Children's names. You, uh, th- we think of names now being unusual or unique, different. Here are some names of children. Louis the Pious, Pepin the Hunchback, Pepin of Italy, Charles the Younger, <laughs> Theodoric, son of Charlemagne. <laughs> Just kind of interesting, aren't they? Weird, if you ask me. Yeah. All right, like, let's see here. More famous birthdays. Kid Hunchback. Hunchback? Yeah. Pepin the Hunchback. I can't imagine. Just a rhetorical question there. Yes. I okay. Can. Hans Christian Andersen. Ah, uh, yes. 1805. On this date, he was born. He died in 1875. He was a Danish author, and he uh, wrote lots of uh, plays, travelogues, novels, poems, best remembered for his fairy tales and short stories like The Ugly Duckling, The Fir Tree, and The Nightingale. And some of his works that were turned into movies include The Little Mermaid, Frozen, Mm -hmm. and The Snow Queen. Okay, two much newer uh, people to recall. Marvin Gaye, who um, was born in 1939 on this date, died in 1984. Of course, a great musician, entertainer. And Rodney King, born on this date in 1965, passed in 2012. Yeah, he was the man that was... Uh, a victim of police brutality by the LAPD yep. in uh, 91. And uh, we're going through that sort of case all over again. Um, my wife has been drawn into this trial. And it's, um, I have watched parts of it too. Really is quite remarkable. 
Okay, we're talking about the George Floyd thing, folks. All right, now, famous deaths. We have two to mention. First off would be John Paul II, the Pope. Uh, he is His years of life were 1920 to 2005. And he died on this date in 2005. Yes, he was the head of the Catholic Church and sovereign of the Vatican City State from 1978 until his passing of in uh, 2005. Elected Pope by the Second Papal Conclave of 1978, which was called after John Paul I, who had been elected in August to succeed Pope Paul VI, died after only 33 days. I remember that short run. Yeah. Samuel Morris, as in the Morris Code. You got it. Um, born in 1791, died on this date in 1872. He was an American inventor and also a painter. After having established his reputation as a portrait painter... In his middle age, Morse contributed to the invention of a single-wire telegraph system based on European telegraphs. Well, um, there was a point years ago when I knew Morse code. I've long since forgotten it. I took a test in it, and I got a... um, FCC license to use it, but as I say, I've, that's um, long past. It was invented, the Morse code was invented in 1838. Mm-hmm. Well, here it is, Easter weekend. We have so many people who have had the opportunity to have the um, vaccinations. I was just missing the word for a moment. Uh, We have had both of our shots, and we've also had that we're past that two-week period following the second shot. So in theory, we are supposed to be safe now. Um, Many people, in fact, let me just pull the chart over here. Let's talk about Ohio. 28.5% of Ohioans have now been vaccinated 28.5% nationwide 44% Athens County 25% um 
that's good news. And each day, the number grows. People are anxious to do family events again. They've had to take a year and avoid that sort of thing. My daughter and her husband and two grandchildren, one who's graduating from Athens High School this year, another one who's... uh, I think a sophomore at Athens. They live here in Athens. I haven't been able to see them for months. Because they are being extremely cautious, and so are we. Now, there have been some times that say Christmas or something like that when they've pulled up and dropped some food off on the porch, and then we would go out and get it. Stuff like that. But I want to see my granddaughter graduate from Athens High School. I think I'm going to be able to. I hope. But with Easter, I mean, so many people want to visit. The airlines, the number of people traveling this past few days and really on for the next week, and then uh, uh, way up from what it's been. I guess a number of the airlines have, where they had said they wouldn't put anybody in the middle seats, A number of them had changed, and now I think it's Delta that is the last one to say, okay, starting this week, we're going to fill the middle seats. Well, anyway. um, You know, another thing is, if you've had the vaccines, you know that they give you some sort of card, right? And it has notes about the date you received it, what kind it was. If it's a two-parter later on on the card, the second date is listed. Um, There's some discussion about should there be a more permanent card issued, which you would carry just like you would a driver's license or a credit card or something like that. Uh, Me, I think I will take mine and, uh, what do you call it, laminate it. And I'll also take a photograph in my cell phone just in case it were lost. Um... But it may it may come to the point where airlines, before you board, are going to say, let us see your vaccine. Yes. Stuff like that. Are, are airports doing that yet? I, I can't speak with certainty I, because I haven't been traveling. Yeah, likewise. But I 
believe I've heard that that is started. Yeah, if, if not, I can see that happening. So... Now, there are some places in the nation where things have been spiking a little bit. That means not improving, but getting worse. Michigan has risen sharply in recent weeks. In fact, according to New York Times, giving it, that is that state, more recent cases per capita than any other state. Officials blame a more contagious variant and a premature return to pre-pandemic behaviors. Local health official said, it makes me shudder. What else do we have here? Um, there are several groups of my age who we enjoy socializing with, uh, and that group has been very responsible. Um, you know, they have, they used to have even sometimes twice a week a get-together. And we have um, curtailed that until everybody has had their vaccines and all that sort of thing. So just it was only been two or three weeks ago that that restarted, but still on a, a little bit of a limited basis. But I tell you, you know, you're sitting there with this group that has meant so much to you. And I don't want to get sappy, but you kind of swell up inside, you know, like a little bit of a, I mean, you're just so happy to be together again. It's very emotional. And uh, I think we have such an event tonight, as a matter of fact. Well, let's see. What other things do we have here? We were looking at the New York Times this morning. Uh, The baseball season certainly is of interest. The Reds opened yesterday. They lost, right? Yep, 11-6. I heard a good bit of the game. The new guy sounds pretty good. Oh, Tommy Thrall? Yes. Yeah. He was with them last year. Yeah, but I... As well. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He and uh, Jeff Brantley. What's his background? The cowboy. I think he... Um, <coughs> excuse me. Did some minor league baseball somewhere before doing, obviously, what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. But I, I seem to recall he... Has some years under his belt doing that. Well, Brantley always uh, the <laughs> cowboy, right? Yeah. 
I I do like him. Yeah, I do too. And um, he has good insight to the game. He, of course, was a former major league pitcher. Player, yeah. And, and uh, spent some years in the Reds organization. And uh, you talk about a foodie. When they when the game's slowing down, they talk about things like that. Man, that guy's got a resume of some food he's enjoyed and still does and things he's eaten and tried. And he loves his UDF ice cream. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we have about um, 11 minutes, I guess, remaining in today's program. Final um, four this weekend, both men's and women's. Women's final four no, starts tonight. Lay it on me. Uh, the NCAA basketball tournament is coming to a close this weekend. And uh, the women's final four, as I mentioned, begins today at six with number one seed South Carolina against number one seed Stanford, obviously from different regions. And then the late game is uh, number three seed Arizona taking on number one UConn, Connecticut. And they're playing all the their games in Texas, I believe. That's the women. That's the women, yes. And uh, let's see the men's Final Four. If I can think of it, do it from memory. I think Baylor and Houston and uh, UCLA and Gonzaga play tomorrow night. And the the winners will play Monday. Well, here the staff uh, thought it would be fun to do, um, what do they call that? The brackets? The brackets, yeah. And I turned one in, but mercy. I was doing okay until just recently. (laughs) You and a lot of people. Um, I doubt if very many people picked UCLA to get to the Final Four as a number 11 seed. Studied there a little over a year and a half and was very bullish about their sports programs while I was there. But to follow them like I do the Ohio University after living here for all these years, it's not the same thing. Nope. But it was fun to be a part of them, even if just a short time. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they've got such a history, too, in in our lifetime anyway, with the John Wooden years, where they won the national championship, what, 10 years in a row? Many times. Something like that. Or they had a winning streak for that long, so. What a class guy he was. Yeah. John Wooden. Yeah, and on, on their floor where they play, their court, their home court, you know how a lot of coaches or a lot of schools just have the, the head coach's name on there? Um, they have, actually, because Coach Wooden wanted it this way, he wanted his wife's name on there as well, on the floor. So it says John and Nell Wooden Court. N-E-L-L was his wife's name because he said about how she went through those basketball years with him just as much as he did. Oh, well, he did. And he wanted her to be recognized for that. But 
you know, a lot of schools haven't done that. Paid tribute to, it's just like military spouses. You know, when they travel with their husbands or their wives mm-hmm. all around the world, a lot of people think just of the service woman or service man that is the veteran, but actually, you know, the spouses are of big support to them. So, uh, for me, I, they should get recognition as well as being a veteran. But now, one one uh, court that has a woman's head coaching name on that is that of Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, that has their head coach, their women's head coach, Pat Summit. Uh, they call it. Uh, they call their floor the summit. In tribute to her, she was a longtime women's coach there and won many championships at the University of Tennessee. And actually, uh, a couple girls, uh, ladies that played for her, uh, worked at Ohio University during my time. There, one uh, particular head coach, and um, she was just very, very successful at the University of Tennessee more than you know, the men's coaches have been. So that was a you know good decision for them to name that the summit. You know, I I was thinking this morning I heard Connor doing the sports. You know, we do football, basketball, baseball. And for the most part we're talking about boy sports. Um, and, and we do it for <clears throat> Athens High School and then we have a county game of the week too or sometimes more than one um, look at how girls sports has advanced you know there used to be just a couple things now there's an assortment and you know it's really a task to to try to get all of those promoted nicely because well I, it just is yeah and you know at, at Ohio University there are actually more women's sports than there are men than there are men's sports yes indeed Yep. So yeah, they made some advances, and I try to recognize our our lady student athletes in the area. Uh, whenever I see something, they've won a championship or have got an individual going to a state meet, whether it's track, uh, golf, whatever it may be, we try to give them you know equal recognition as well. Whenever we notice something there or an achievement that they may have earned. Um, both men's and women's, you know, like uh, individual wrestlers for the boys' sports in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, in, individuals go to the state tournament. And same thing with uh, the, the girls' sports, and track, cross-country, golf, tennis. Well, um, I think um, we're going to have to figure out something to just bring a few more girls sports to our airwaves um actually we've started doing that with ohio state lady buckeyes basketball um airing some of their games but i i know what you mean about locally mm -hmm. 
What else do you think we ought to do this weekend? Um, let's see. Easter Resurrection Day weekend is what I call it. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we still need to be vigilant if you're going to have those gatherings. Uh, probably some good advice to, you know, obviously wear a mask. It's still a mandate in, of course, the city of Athens, but also the state. Uh, with exceptions, you know, if it, there are a few exceptions. If you want to find those, you can go on the Ohio, Ohio Department of Health website. But if you're going to have family gatherings, you know, do it responsibly and protect your loved ones. Um, a group I belong to and have for some years meets monthly. And for the first time in a year, basically, they met last night. It was so nice to see everybody. And it's been such a downer to not be able to see them. And everybody was very responsible. I think I shook two hands, but otherwise I was bumping elbows and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... Everybody was just so happy. Yeah, with you know, with COVID cases on the increase in certain areas, um, I just get the sense that some folks may think, "Oh, it's over with now. We've got vaccinations and numbers are going down." Well, that's not the case, and spring break may tell a different story after that or after weekends too. So, everything's remained to be seen. Major league games have already been canceled yesterday. So, need to be uh, vigilant. Well, we're going to end up this uh, with this. Just a good-looking pan And any barmaid can be a star maid If she dances with or without a fan Hooray for Hollywood Where you're terrific if you're even good where anyone at all from TV's lassie to Monroe's chassis is equally understood. Go out and try your luck. You might be Donald Duck. Hooray for Hollywood. Phony, super coney Hollywood They come from Chillicothe and Paducahs With their bazookas to get their names up in lights All armed with photos from local rotos With their hair in ribbons and legs in tights Hooray for Hollywood 
may be homely in your neighborhood But if you think that you can be an actor See Mr. Factor, he'd make a monkey look good Within a half an hour you'll look like Tyrone Power Hooray for Hollywood In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio AM 970 and 97.1 FM This is CBS News on the Hour Presented by Indeed.com I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The economy's looking up as more Americans head to work. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. The labor market experienced a spring thaw. 916,000 jobs were created in March, and the previous two months were actually revised higher. 156,000 more jobs than previously reported. The hospitality industry leads the way. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo tells CBS this morning she believes overseas jobs will return to the U.S. What will come back is the higher skill, higher tech, more advanced manufacturing with a combination 